Hi, I'm Rich Heller and welcome to Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking with Carl Roberts, who's created this amazing program that's going to help people simplify their divorce called Split Smart. And what qualifies him for this is Carl had a, I believe it or not, 10 year legal battle in his divorce and he's a software developer and he put those two things together so other people don't have to go through 10 years of pain and agony. Have I got that right, Carl? You got it, Rich. Thank you. And how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. I mean, it's been a great week and I uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, speak with me about SplitSmart. Well, I'm pretty excited about this software because it sounds like it's going to make things simpler uh, for individuals who want to get divorced and probably for pro divorce professionals as well. It sounds like a great tool. So I'm curious, Carl, what's your, what passion drove you to create this software? And I kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I'm sure you're going to fluff that omelet for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many of us enter divorce naively. We have no clue what's about to come down our path. No joke. You know, there's plenty of us who like to try to endure, just make it work, and then that doesn't work, and then and, and there's plenty of us that just, you know, know we want out. But, you know, really, nobody really wants an ugly divorce. It just sometimes happens. And, um, and I just don't think, you know, it, while there's plenty of people with worse personal stories, I mean, my story was pretty horrible. I mean, it's a 10-year high-conflict custody battle and divorce process that just did not need to happen, you know, several hundred thousand dollars later, you know, a decade of lost life, love, and energy, mm -hmm. and everything else that, that just did not need to happen. And, uh, you know, this just, you know, so certainly that was my inspiration for Split Smart. And because, um, I mean, if it happened to me, hell, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Well, and for the people who may be thinking about divorce, or maybe they're just in the beginning of their divorce, uh, tell us a little about the potential pitfalls, pains, and agonies of, of the whole custody issue between two parents who are splitting up. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, so divorce typically has got two sides to it. You got money and kids. And uh, when those things combine, they, they can just get really crazy. And so, you know, over the years, I certainly have developed different philosophies. And, uh, and one of the uh, philosophies is the single difference between a good divorce and an ugly divorce is simply the presence of a bad actor. Ah. That bad actor can Or maybe be two. <laughs> <laughs> but it all, but it all takes is one. That's the truth. It's all it takes is one. And it could be one or both, man or woman, lawyer or litigant. And ah. uh, typically those bad actors, at least on the litigant side of things, are good people. Mm -hmm. They're good people who get tripped up by their emotions, oftentimes uh, by bad advice from a lawyer or friend. And then more often than you may, most people realize it's mental health issues, mental health issues of narcissism, sociopath, and, and borderlines, which they don't get diagnosed in this process. We just know that they're there and they, you know, just spiral this process out of control, both on the money and, and kids side of things, because they're at you. Know, it's all about control for them. Uh, or, or they, they may just have tendencies, you know, they don't even have to necessarily be diagnosable. Like I, the people that I work with pretty consistently, everyone's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. And you know, the, the truth is that if we look at narcissism on a scale, 10 being diagnosable and one being Mother Teresa, who probably wasn't a narcissist, um, just saying, 
you know, but I don't know. I didn't meet her. But that when we're triggered, you know, we go, we go into survival mode. And when we're in survival mode, our natural tendency is to go me first. So I think there's something about the divorce process that makes, that, that makes people feel unsafe and triggers them. And immediately, even if they were Mother Teresa, they get closer to being whoever the most flagrant narcissist is you can think of. And I'm going to avoid politics today, so I'm not giving any examples. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, we're not going there. That's right. That's right. Keep it safe. But uh, yeah, I mean, so again, so it's the emotions again. So you can have, I mean, and you can I mean people have easy divorces all day long, every day in every state of the, in every state in the country. Mm -hmm. And you know, that you have two people who, you know, whether that, you know, got them in the state and some kids, you know, they, they just want to, you know, really close that chapter, move on to the next. It's not about entitlement. It's not about control. They just want to, you know, and again, when it comes to kids, most people, and again, it may not apply to everybody, but most people want to provide their children a future where their children, where their children can thrive in the love and support of both parents. Mm -hmm. But when you get into, into the process and you get the emotions going on and, and the system kind of helps kind of, pitch you against one another, mm -hmm. um, you know, so custody battles are never about what's best for the child. They're always about money. The, play the players might say it's about what's best for the child, though, but what's interesting is they usually have different ideas about what that is. You know, so the, the best interest of the child statutes in every state, I mean, it's, it's really just that false banner. More than anything, it's, it's, it's the best interest of the lawyers. And, and, and so the, the, the best interest of the child standard is a non-standard from my perspective. And it's really any one person's opinion. And at the end of the day, you may have a custody evaluator, which I'm not really fond of in that, in that process. But um, and, and then it's the court. The court says, well, this, well, the custody evaluator says this is what's best interest. So I'll roll it that way. And it's, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible system. Right. Well, and I think that any time that you get into that position where you are ceding your power to someone else, a judge has decided that the two of you are just too, uh, too far apart to make a healthy decision about your children. So they bring in a specialist to help. Anytime, anytime you have to give ground in some small way or big way, uh, you, you, actually the child, it's a fifth, it's a crapshoot whether the child's going to come out all right or whether and the sense of ceding power and giving it over to a judge or to a therapist or whoever is going to build that sense of feeling threatened and raise, if you are feeling a little defensive and narcissistic, now you're going to be really defensive and narcissistic because your power has been taken away from you. Well, I mean, so no doubt that when you get in, if you're going down the court route, it's a, it's a as you say, a crapshoot and it is, it, it's, Nobody wins in it except the lawyer. You like that language, huh? Yeah. You run a real clean show here. Crap shit. That's as bad as you get, I promise you. <laughs> you're getting in on a good day. And, um, and, uh, but it is really from the standpoint, and so even before court, I mean, before you go down that route, I mean, if you're going down that route, you're already kind of screwed. Everybody's screwed. Because they, they, at that point, they have, unless you're going to make a settlement, the court owns you. Right. Now, the statistic is that 97% of litigation settles, but... But, it's a, but, but that's it's such a skewed type conversation because you're, you're already in the process and people are already leveraging 
their whatever they've got to leverage to to, to get to an un, inequitable agreement. Mm-hmm. I'd say a, a good percentage, and I have no idea what that is, but a good percentage of those settled prior to court are still pretty crappy. I can't tell you how many attorneys have said to me, a happy divorce means everyone feels equally screwed. And, you know, there's some aspects. And we're just getting better. <laughs> but, but again, so, I mean, so, you know, again, so today's world, I mean, so more in the, the profession, in, in the in the divorce industry, and it is an industry, it's a $50 billion industry annually, that, um, that you know, that was more and more the emphasis on uh, alternative dispute resolution approaches, whether that's just mediation or figuring it out across a coffee table or mediation or collaborative attorneys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly a growing area, and that's certainly where the technology, like what I'm bringing to the table, helps facilitate. Yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about Split Smart and how it uh, solves some of these problems that we've been talking about. How, how does Split Smart work? You know, how does it, every, and I, I'm gonna express a little doubt here. Everyone always thinks technology is a quick fix in the solution. So it's gonna be the, the silver bullet, or the, if you're killing werewolves, or magic bullet, if you just wanna kill anything. So I'm curious, how does Split and Smart work? So, you know, so our chore, in whether it's money or kids, our chore is to, Split Smart's an organizational tool. An organization, and through organization, it's, it, it, helps, it, it helps ensure that you're getting everything that you want in a, that you really need in a healthy divorce process. Transparency, again organization so you can kind of start to build that trust between one another so you can more quickly get to the reasonable resolution and outcome that this works best for your family and so not only is it that what what's the key to getting everything you need in a healthy divorce process it's also the antidote to avoiding everything that's bad the the gamesmanship the the deceit these you know the you know unreasonable positions it helps mitigate most of that as well well, and the truth is that all that stuff's got to come out anyway. And so Split Sparks provides a way that the people getting divorced can start providing the information without being charged by a lawyer or a financial advisor to pull that stuff together. But how does it ensure that everything's on top? Well, I mean, again, it's just through organization. And I mean, so I, I won't go down the, I'll stick with on the, on the kids side of things right now. But um, yeah, I mean, it is again. It's, it's ensuring transparency, um, and that's my. I started wading into the other end of the pool. So let's. We're, I want to promise everyone who's listening that we're going to do another episode, and we're going to talk about the financial side with Split Smart, so they really understand it. Because of the limited time, I'm with you. Thank you for sticking with the children. How does Split Smart start, uh, help with the children, making so, sure that everything is on top and and in their best interest? So. Again, back to the thing, the belief that every parent, stated or not, I mean, really wants what's best for the kids, right? They want that future where everybody can love on the kids. I mean, in 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 one perspective, a 50-50 parenting plan is, is really kind of what's best for kids, but it's not practical, practical for everybody else. And so you have this system of child support out there, which is really starts to kind of queer the whole deal. And from the standpoint that um, that, you know, child support, 
the more overnights that I have, the more I get in child support or the less I pay, quite often is how it's calculated. Uh-huh. It, and to me, that's the most asinine thing that ever it was. It's, the, it's abusive. It puts a child in the middle of the conflict. It puts a, a price tag on the kid's head. Well, especially when you consider that the real difference between the cost of taking care of the child is basically food at that point. I mean, unless you're talking about school, even, even then. You know, well, you're talking about actual at-home time. The two parents have the spaces that they live in already. It costs them what it costs them already. So how do you decide that suddenly you're going to have to pay a whole bunch more money because the kid's eating, your child is eating somewhere else? But something I'm wondering about here is... Well, hold on. Let me So you kind of get ahead. You kind of take me off track there, Rich. But, uh, I mean, so, again, trying to set the stage. And, then again, the, the system of child support is problematic. And then you add on society, and then you get on our control issues, and then you get got all these things out, and it, it pretty quickly takes people who may be teetering on whether or not they're amicable down this path of paying child support. From my perspective, most everybody wants to be able to provide for their children to the best of their ability, but not a soul amongst us wants to wants to provide for the uh, or pay the for the lifestyle of the ex through child support. So that's the one big difference. So the more you can separate out time and money, custody and child support, the better off everybody is. The more easily you can solve both. No, that makes sense because people, very often the money gets tied up with other things. And so when you, when you, the more you can separate it organizationally, the more it's going to help people think about them separately, which is a challenge. I'm yep. curious, I am curious about something and that is, um, children at different ages have different needs. Like a child who's one to three may really need to be with one parent more than the other. And a child who's three to seven could probably start uh, spending time with both parents more. And then, you know, when they get to be teenagers, um, they, they might have one parent they're identifying with more strongly because they're coming into early manhood or early womanhood. You know, how does, how does your system account for those things? So this, I mean, so SplitSmart is a pre-decree app. So it's really starting to set the stage. So it's, it's to help you try to define what the parenting plan and the schedules are at the time of divorce and for, you know, that, that period just after divorce for the year or so after, after divorce. And then um, and it's both not only, you know, those schedules and parenting plans, but also, you know, how you're providing for the child. And again, the problem, and I keep coming back to, you know, child support being, you know, the state child support guidelines are very problematic in, in my perspective. Again, we just both I mean we want a we want a future where everybody kind of gets along. Whether we, we don't, you know, we don't have to invite people, you know, to every occasion, but we want to be able to kind of get along and be in the same room and not make everybody else uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And especially our kids. Mm-hmm. And so, again, so the more I can separate time and money, uh, parenting time and financial support, the better off we are, the more easily we can solve, and the more I can distinguish between adult benefit and child benefit of money, then, again, the more uh, the conflict we can remove out of the overall equation. So, but to, 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 answer, to answer your question here is that we have really two parts about, uh, about splits bar. There's a parenting plan part, which is a pretty comprehensive template. And what's unique in our template and in our approach to it is really a line item negotiation approach for each individual item, all the different areas of of decision making, you know, four or five different types of schedules, 15 miscellaneous items of which you can add more to it. But you can, by, by writing your position, 
or, or making a proposal on each individual item and then writing that down, it, it, you're writing because it, the way you write, as opposed to, I like to say, a, a written position softens a verbal stance, right? I mean, because I can show up with a mediator and just spout off, I want this or I want that. Yeah. But if I'm writing it down, I want my words to reflect me. You know, and I, I don't want other people to, to be able to look at this and say, well, he's in this for himself. So if, I, so if, I'm, if I'm putting those um, words down, I'm more thoughtful with those words. And so I want to see that they're child-centered. So it's going to soften me to, to a more common ground and a more practical position, as opposed to something more punitive that, uh, you know, kind of a lot of people go to. Now, on the money side, and so I'm not counting overnights in any of that, and, I, and I'm suggesting that the parents don't count overnights in any of that as well. But I get you end up with a pretty comprehensive parenting plan, not a legal document, but a parenting plan uh, that um, really is very practical and covers most areas that, that you want covered. On the money side of it, most again, most of the state uh, guidelines of, of child support are are based on an income shares model. What, what Splitsmore has brought forward is an, an expense shares model and a savings model. So on the expense, expense side, the parents are kind of going through and, and estimating on a line item basis uh, the various expenses for the kids. Uh, well, you know, for, for each kid, line item annual budget amount for each kid. Ultimately, we, we total that up. We're also taking into account who typically pays for that expense during, you know, during the normal course of life. Mom pays for all the education. Dad pays for insurance coming out of his paycheck. And they both buy clothes, whatever the case may be. So at the end, at the end of it, you're going to realize that they, that there are, you know, we'll say ten thousand dollars in annual child-specific expenses that are there. And then you're going to kind of reach an agreement as to how you want to split those expenses, whether it's fifty-fifty or seventy-thirty, because one makes more than the other, or whatever the case is. But at the at the end of the day, I'm much more. I, I, I much more. I accept much more responsibility for taking care of my kid than I ever will for paying for my ex. So again, it shifts the focus from the ex to the child, and then I embrace more responsibility. I'm more. I have a lot more generous with my kids. And then on the and then on the savings side, again, just being able to articulate that I'm contributing X to the 529 for the new car. Well, uh, let's save the money. But uh, you know, that the important part of the money is uh, um, what I really like about SplitSmart is the cost versus having attorneys do this for you. What is the cost of SplitSmart, and how can people find you in SplitSmart? Yeah, SplitSmart.com. Uh, kind of simple like that, and then that. Uh, yeah, so right now I've got it out. I'm still kind of early in my rollout, so it's $79 for a year. Most people won't have For a year? Yeah, and so I most people I think $79 might, if you're lucky, buy you 10 minutes of an attorney's time or, yeah. or less, depending on the attorney. Absolutely, and, and, and the attorneys don't want to deal with this crap anyway. I mean, they, they really rather you figure this out on your own because this is into the minutia. And um, so... I mean, yeah, I mean, so $79 is really a one-time fee for most people. And um, yeah, I mean, you're on a much better path. I've, I see it as these organizational guardrails kind of keep you on that, that straight and narrow path to uh, happily ever after just separately. Got it. And I have one last question for you. Are you ready? 
lay it on me. What's the legacy that Carl Roberts wants to leave behind? I don't want others, other families, especially other children, to have to go through what my children and what I went through, and really what my ex-wife went through as well. It is it's just none of it's necessary. It's people that became bad actors that you know are good people, but because the system encouraged you to be a bad actor and encouraged the conflict, you got tripped up. And if I can prevent, that, you know, my legacy is I want to, you know, again help parents, more parents, you know, provide their children with that future where their children can thrive in the love of both parents. That's all. I love that. I love your empathy. I love your heart. All right, so once again, you can find Split Smart at splitsmart.com, S-P-L-I-T-S-A-M-A-R-T.com. And this information will be in the podcast or video blog notes or whatever, however you're receiving this. And Carl and I are going to do another piece in the very near future on the financial side, the West, the, what are some of the problems you come up against and what are some of the solutions. So stay tuned. Thank you so much, Carl. Rich, I really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.